to the second episode of Doc's Gonna Give It To You. I, as always, am HM3 FMF Schmuckatelli. And I'm HM3 Surface Warfare Cooper. And today we're going to take a little bit of a different action. Um, we're going to go on a more serious note and then end it off on dumb boot shit that we both have done. So uh, the topic for today is going to be the big old big sad. The big sad. The big sad, big D, not talking about dicks. Uh, depression and suicide within the military. My experiences in it, uh, Coop's experience in it, and what we did to fix it or how we managed it to where we both are now. So, uh, yeah, anything, anything that you want to add on it? Uh, so my biggest thing about um, the Navy and suicide, right, is my experiences have showed me that the Navy does not care. Um, if you're suicidal, maybe some people's may differ, but mine has not been good. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. My whole shebang was before yours, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because mine was... Uh, yeah, because you were still... Uh, still in the undisclosed location so whenever you're on the ship um i went through my own stuff uh and the one common trend that i think both of us ran into uh i'll let you elaborate elaborate more onto it is a uh, failure to adapt the good old failure to adapt excuse <laughs> bro that is the biggest bullshit fucking excuse that fucking i think goes through the fucking military itself. Nobody wants to label it fucking major depressive disorder. Am I a psychiatrist? No. Am I a psychologist? Meaning a fake doctor? No. However, that being said, someone who's been in for what, well over four years at that point, whenever I was the big sad, uh, yeah, you can't adapt. What? What the fuck you mean I can't adapt? I've been adapting, improvising, and overcoming for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're working at this warehouse. You can't adapt. You can't adapt to the military. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've been doing this for well over, I don't even know how long, well over a thousand days I have been doing this, day in and day out. And now all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, you can't do it. No. Because uh, Navy... Uh, newsflash I still have the big set and I got out so you want to call that failure to adapt <laughs> yeah so yes. what were uh, what were your experiences uh, so my experience was uh, I would see people say that you know they wanted to commit suicide or you know they were depressed and they would I've only seen one person get sent off the ship for that. Most of the people, they're like, um, go back to work. <laughs> like, that's going to fucking cure it, you know? Yeah. Um, on multiple occasions, including myself, I've had patients tell them that, you know, they were actively thinking about suicide and they did absolutely nothing. They were like, okay, go home or go to work. And they would just send them back to the barracks or send them to their birthing and do absolutely nothing. And so it actually got down to a serious situation 
And then even then, it's like they didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah, it was more like don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Without the without the gayness. It felt like they were trying to keep like keep burying it under the rug. 100% without a doubt. Because, uh, I don't know, like even like I had some providers. I had good providers. And some of them, whenever you just mention, it's like, yeah, this person has the big sad, the big D, or they're suicidal even. It's like being in a in a training environment it's a little bit different right because you really don't know what's going on it might be valid may not i mean you and i both in the situation it's like okay this person just they want to leave and you're like okay whatever but then others might be valid you you never know that's why you just gotta ask questions and i don't know getting to know your patient is by far the best way to pretty much figure out that's all you gotta do, right? So, so I, I would say so. One of the things when I personally had came to them and said, you know, I'm having suicidal thoughts, um, they 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 sent me home for the day, right? Um, they said I couldn't see patients, right? Which is understandable, um, but they didn't like. I think I should have probably gone to a hospital at that point, but instead they sent me home. Um, then later on, it was discovered that it was, they had diagnosed it as work-related stress. Good. Work-related stress. Okay. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So, and then I re- I had recently left there, right? Um, doing fine now, not having those same issues, right? But the person that took over my job, I did a turnover with him. And literally within six months of me leaving there, he went up to an armed watchstander and tried to take his gun and shoot himself with it. So I think that must be some serious work-related stress. Yeah, to be honest, it doesn't even surprise me. I mean, like you told me that before, but like shit like that, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's like, okay, do we have to worry about the Taliban? No. Do we have to worry about China? No. Do we have to worry about cssn coming up trying to steal the gun fucking blow himself so he doesn't have to go to breakfast yes <laughs> it's like i don't know it's just more i think once you reach this well i know whenever you reach a certain rank just all it goes down to is just we're all just pawns at the end of the day which i don't know it sucks i mean even going back on my shit right with yours being work-related stress i remember i was i was terrified to go on antidepressants for so so long like absolutely terrified right because i didn't know if it was going to affect my job whether i was going to lose my job whether it was going to affect my job on the outside whenever i finally did leave the navy and all this different stuff and i remember i was honest on the gad seven and because that one's for anxiety i forgot the depression one or the paperwork for it but anyways uh i was honest with it right and i was at my breaking point right went up to the provider gave him the paperwork and he was like are you serious and i was like yeah and he had he had a true bro moment with me right because i would further i would go on to figure out what being honest actually looked like and then it was not fun but anyways, he was like, listen, man, you're a good worker. 
you know your shit and I've never noticed anything with you, but I'm telling you right now, if you're honest with this question, that question being, uh, it was like, uh, do you want to die right now or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And I was honest with it. And he was like, listen, for this question in particular, if I'm on it, if you're honest with it and you want me to submit this, you're going to have to get admitted to the hospital. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, I don't want to get fucking admitted. And I'll go into my admission story. And fucking, that's way worse. So I changed it and he was like, oh, okay. So I changed it, got me on antidepressants and uh, they worked. And then it took a while for my, my dose to end up getting right. The side effects are weird, but uh, getting the dose right and probably whatever medication works for you is the, it's the biggest thing, uh, 100%. So do you want to, do you want to go into detail with your uh, journey of getting meds? Uh, well, obviously I've, so, um, with meds, right. I was always kind of like you were saying, terrified of getting on meds, you know, cause I've heard all the side effects and I didn't want to like do anything like that, you know? Um, but I did get on meds for like a short period of time and I felt like they helped a lot, definitely, especially as I was still in the situation that I was having the problems in. Yeah. Um, I think the medications did help, even though I was against taking them. Um, but I only had, I was only on it for a little bit and I've been off since. So I think it is like a temporary fix. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much experience with meds. Obviously now they won't give them to me. <laughs> They're like, you don't need them, even though I'm like telling them that they helped. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, the biggest thing with meds, right? So to clarify, to clarify things, I am not a physician. I'm not a board certified physician by any means. These are just my own takes on how medication works and the studies that I do read, right? So with the studies that I do read, it, it's conflicting data, right? So unlike most people, if you have pneumonia, we all know how to treat pneumonia. Any basic sick call corpsman, if someone presents with pneumonia, you do their x-ray, or you might not even have to do the x-ray, but you should do that x-ray. You see that it's pneumonia, boom, you already know what to treat it with, right? Plain and simple, if that doesn't work, you bump up to a higher dose antibiotic. With mental health stuff, it doesn't work that way at all, right? And I know for myself, that's the reason why I hate the fucking brain. It makes no fucking sense half the time. It's it's not simple. It's not going to present like a normal disease would, right? So with that, are meds going to work for everybody? No. But anybody who's experiencing any sort of major depressive disorder, uh, generalized anxiety disorder, or anything under the sun, try meds. And if they don't work, they don't work. That's all that. That's all I have to say about that. If you need, if you need meds to keep you normalized, that's okay. If you need to take them for the rest of your life, 
that's okay. If your physician recommends it, you can do that. And I even know for myself, I I want a daylight, daily antidepressant. I've been on it for well over five years. Or not five years. Around that time frame, right? And it works. Do I still get depressed? Yeah, I still get depressed. It, is it as bad as it was before I got on them? Of course not. But that works for me. Is that going to work for Cooper? It might, it might not. It's all dependent on whether or not he goes on those meds and if the providers end up prescribing them to him again. So to lighten this situation up a little bit, um, I guess not lighten it up because it's still pretty serious. But um, have you heard of the story of the sailor that went in and talked to his IDC and his doc and was like, hey, I'm having suicidal thoughts. And the IDC and the doc thought it would be a good idea to give him a knife and say, if you're having suicidal thoughts, kill yourself right now. I definitely have not. (laughs) That was the story that I had heard personally. And that other people I know have heard. I don't know how true it is, you know, because the Navy doesn't always publish, you know, the bad things about themselves, right? No, there's no way that would uh, Navy Times would yeah. go into an article about that and have Big Navy agree. Like, yeah, our IDCs are telling them that. that no, they're not going to do that. Just like the sailor trying to grab the gun and shoot himself. Yeah, that got watch standard. That never made Navy Times, and it probably never will, right? Um, but it, it's kind of like the same story. It's like, what, what do you think? Do you think that's true? I don't know. And let's not get into if it's true or not. Um, I think I think that was poorly handled if it was true. Yeah, it's not whether it's true or not, because, of course, every single one of us can look around and be like, yeah, that that most definitely probably happened, right? If we had to put st- st- statistics on the line and look at it and be like, uh, I better 95% chance that that probably happened within probably the last 15 years, no doubt in my mind. But that goes back to what you were saying is, is that right? And of course that's not right, right? But things changed when I was in to where they are now. Like there's things that you and I could say whenever we were in that it, it wouldn't pass at all now and you know that like no matter if we find them funny or not to give an example uh putting a dick on someone's shoulder while they're on the computer and tapping them on the cheek to have them look right into the dick right i i think that's funny a lot of people would probably think that's funny but it wouldn't fly today there's no way shape or hell that that would fly right and As funny as that is, you just got to take it forward to this. And times are always changing. Um, things that should be progressing, in my own opinion, aren't. While other things are, we're over here worried about PC culture within the Navy and all these different things. Like, yeah, we're we're diverse and all that. It's like we already know we're diverse. Like. It's so plain to see if you look on a ship within the West Coast, like the Philip the Filipino mafia, it's it's not just on ships. It it exists. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's a it's a real thing, right? Everyone knows it exists. Big Navy's never gonna be like, yes, just so you know, 
the Filipino mafia is an actual thing. No, it's not going to address that. We all know what's going on and we accept it for what it is. But whenever it comes to things like mental health or depression, anxiety or suicide, it's like, no, we don't have that. All because it goes down to a simple thing of uh, being able to recruit people. Because if I get where they're coming from, if if you're like, yeah, join the Navy, you'll probably want to kill yourself. It's not gonna. It's not gonna have people join. No shape or means. It's not a very good marketing scheme. Yeah, probably fire the advertiser that did that. There's other things that go into it too, but I guess to to end this topic is at the end of the day, there's more to life than than just the navy. Right. Uh, I know it's super easy to see looking looking at it face on, like you're gonna lose your job, you're gonna be able to do everything. It's no matter what chief tells you, what gunny will tell you, or whatever branch you're fucking in, you'll be able to find a job. You can go to school, you can do all these different things, and it doesn't matter what they say. Because I'm on the other side and I'm literally telling you that you can do it. And whether or not you're a EP sailor or you're a fucking P sailor, it doesn't matter. It's all dependent on what you want to do. And first and, fo- first and foremost, it, your health matters, right? Both of us yeah. are both docs and do what's best for your health, right? So if you're literally on the edge and you're like, I fucking can't do this anymore, go get help. Mental health comes first. 100%. And I had a provider where I was and many people dealt with this man. He was a fake doctor. Let me preface that. He was a fake doctor, a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, not a physician, not even a nurse practitioner who knows medicine, not a PA who knows medicine, a psychologist who got his bachelor's degree in uh, philosophy, right? So take that for what it is. Anyways, whenever I was going through my uh, eventual breakdown and my lowest I've ever been in my life, this man called me narcissistic. And I, I read the notes. So also going on to that, if you get seen no matter what branch you're in, you're allowed to request your medical notes and read them. I highly suggest that you do read them. So I read his notes as to what he said, and I disagreed with a lot of it. So like the smart person I was, I took the notes to my next appointment and I asked him about it, right? And he deflected everything. So... For those who do know me, I'm a very relaxed person. I never raise my voice. The only person who's seen me raise my voice is one of my real good friends. And it it threw him for a loop because he didn't even think I was capable of it. But I did, right? And that was during this episode or the months of the episode itself. So I asked him about it and said I had anger issues and all these different things and with a level voice because 
I tend to have a very monotone voice, easygoing. And I was like, what is this? Like, what do you mean? I have anger issues and blah, 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 and narcissistic. He's like, uh, he deflected it at first. And then, of course, I was irritated. So I was like, can we go back to what I just asked? And he's like, well, those were my findings. I'm like, how are they your findings? Literally, I've done nothing but sit here, talk with you face to face without raising my voice, without being angry at anybody. And he's like, well, that's what I saw. And then to make things even worse, that uh, meeting with us, our encounter ended. And then I read the next note and it said that I was hostile and all this different stuff. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And of course, it wasn't the Navy's fault for how I was feeling. It was an adjustment disorder after being in for, like I said, five years. So. A good old adjustment disorder. Anything else you want to add to it? No, that's pretty much it. Uh... Yeah, so before we transition to the next topic, uh, I really, really, really want to preface and let you guys know my opinion as being a corpsman for five years and not like just a boot ass hospital. Like I worked in a hospital and fucking HRD. Like I, I know what I'm talking about. Literally there's more to life than just the Navy itself. Cause if I, if I didn't do what I did with getting help, there's there's no way that I would have been alive today. Because even with all the mental health stuff that I dealt with, even before getting on bills, I remember, to give an example, um, how fucking broken I was. I This person that was my roommate, uh, you know who I'm talking about, but we're not going to drop names. Um, I had a I had a fucking breaking point, right? Because I felt like a failure. I felt like a shitty corpsman. Like, uh, a lot of stuff that wasn't true, but in my head at that time, it, it 100% felt like it. So I remember I was sitting in my room, and I had my, uh, had my shotgun. Right, and I was messing with it and messing with all my guns. I was like, okay, cool. And uh, of course, I had the big sad. The Navy wanted to call it call it adjustment disorder. Definitely not that. This is definitely the big D. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with everything, man. So fucking, I went out to my roommate, and I was looking at him. And he was like, what? I then, which I guarantee scared the shit out of him. I had a shell. I put it in the gun. I chambered it. And he was like, what the fuck? And I'll, I then, I switched the gun around. And I had the barrel pointing to my head. And I give him the stock of the gun. I'm like, fucking pull the trigger. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I think that I was joking. I was like, I was like, dude, pull the fucking trigger. I even took the gun back. I put it on, uh, put it off safety. So it was on fire. And I was like, dude, just pull the fucking trigger. 
this of course scared the shit out of him and like the good friend he was he didn't say anything um and it's all situational based right if you know if you know your homie and you know they're not going to do anything there's no reason to fucking snitch on them do you do you get what i'm saying i guess man i don't know i probably would have been like hey you need to get some fucking help bro <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he. Uh, he felt the same thing, but. Um, or I probably would have said, "Are you sure?" I mean. <laughs> good. I'm tired of your annoying ass. It's about damn time. It's like, listen, man. I don't care about your personal problems. I just need someone to help pay the rent. But uh, hey, no, nah, man, you can't do that because uh, you got patience to see on Monday. I ain't trying to see him by myself. <laughs> I made that a meme about you. Remember? The have a meme that I made with you. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Turned me into a meme. Yeah, but uh I know I've been saying just to end this out, but this is a very serious topic, and I want to make sure that I touch on all the all the stuff that needs to get touched on. Um getting admitted, right? This is the big one. No one knows what happens, and I'm here to tell you what happens, right? So uh for those who don't know, I had a suicide attempt, right? Ultimately, all the shit got to me and uh, tried to take my own life. You shouldn't do that, but in the moment, I, I know that's what I was going to do. And I, I, I tried to. But luckily, I had a friend, the homie, he was staying at the house after uh, all the shit that I went through. And I went up to him because I didn't want him to find my dead body. That's the good friend I was. He, of course, starts freaking out, and I try to calm him down which isn't really working because it's kind of weird whenever you're the patient, you're like, chill, man. And he's like freaking out. So I get admitted to the hospital. And from the ER, I end up going to the ward. And after the ward for a few days, because I'm not going to tell you how to kill yourself. It's definitely not my realm. Uh, You shouldn't kill yourself. But with what I did, I had to get admitted to the hospital and I got admitted to the ward. So after I was stable, the internal medicine doc comes in and he's like, listen, you're going to go down to the dreaded one North. And anyone who's in the Navy, maybe even the Marine Corps, depending on your uh, IQ, knows what one North is. Right. One North is a good old section of Balboa. That's where all the Looney Tune people go. So with Looney Tune people, you deal with every walk of life. That being from the good old schizos, bipolars, all the way down to the big set. Right. And I, of course, know what One North is. And I'm like, listen, I don't need to go there. And he's like, it's not up for debate. You're going there. And I was like, listen, I'm literally fine. There's no need to send me there. He's like, you're going. So I I can't even be drove down there, which is worse, because I guarantee I could have found somebody to drive me down to one north. I had to get taken in an ambulance, which is fucking weird. I don't know anybody who's been in an ambulance before, especially as like a foreman or provider type, like being on the gurney itself, it's, it's fucking trippy. Don't recommend it. And then I'm like trying to talk to this fucking EMT who's bringing me down there that's contracted on the base. 
And this man doesn't know jack shit. And I'm like trying to talk to him and he's just doing paperwork. I was like, do you know anything? Like, this man's fucking stupid. Like, I don't even think this man could do an IV on me. Because of EMT camp, right? So I get admitted to One North. And bro, I get there. And they're like, strip. I was like, what the? I'm like, am I in the fucking brig? Like, what at least fuck? buy me, at least buy me a drink first. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, strip. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And uh, they're like, oh, we're gonna have to take her phone too. I was like, what the fuck? You're gonna take my phone? Of course, I don't really have anything. The only thing that I have is uh, Jewish prayer book. Right. So luckily I was smart enough to fucking write down my my HM2's number and then yeah, because that's all I had, my HM2 number. So I wrote it down before they took my phone. They gave me fucking scrubs, but they were more like jumpsuit. It was like a jumpsuit, it wasn't even scrubs. And take my shoes away, take everything away. Swab me for COVID. And then, because I got there late at night, I think it was like, it had to have been like nine or 10 o'clock, right? And when, whenever they swap me, they're like, okay, go to bed. So I went to bed, woke up the next morning. Bro, it was the, the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest is the perfect example for what a fucking psych ward is. Like, it is nowhere anybody wants to fucking be. Especially if you're like, like, you're normal and you know where you're at. You're like, what the hell is wrong with all these people? And they make things even, even, even fucking worse. Fucking. So I have nothing to do. I wake up, I eat my breakfast. And you're just sitting around. You're just waiting, right? And the corpsmen who are there, and it's like the fishbowl in like boot camp, right? There's like a circular like building and it's locked. You can't go into it. So I'm like knocking on the door. I'm like trying to talk to them and they want nothing to do with me. I'm like, all right, fuck y'all. Like, get fucked. I've been in a fucking corner for five years and you're going to treat me like I'm fucking like a piece of shit. Like, uh, not even quad zero. Like, uh, what the fuck is it? Undez. That's what it is. You're going to treat me like I'm an undez fucking. Good old undez. Yeah. And fucking mate. in deck department. That doesn't know the difference between a needle gun and fucking paint. Like, fuck you. So I'm trying to talk to them, and then I just realized, like, dude, I just got to keep my mouth shut and tell the fucking psychiatrist what they need to hear. Because I already know what they need to hear. So then uh, time comes to speak to the psychiatrist. I tell I tell everything that I need to tell. I was like, yeah, like this. And they're like, yeah, we, don't, we really don't see a reason for you to be here. I was like, thank God. <laughs> and the only the only connection you have with the outside world right is a payphone but it's not a payphone you don't pay for it but it looks like uh like what you get in prison like up in the wall conspicuously and you just type in the number and just <laughs> the fucking like phone right yeah, like you know it, it had the like... little finger holes where you had to like rotate the number or something no, no not that <laughs> not, not that, that old <laughs> not that old it was like a payphone but you didn't pay for it yeah anyway it was old fucking times, old yeah. yeah fucking old right and then fucking i called my homie and he's like all right we have no say in this but i'm doing my best and any updates i get i will 100 leave fucking work drive down to come get you i was like thank god <laughs> 
So ultimately, talk to psychiatrists and tell them everything they need to hear, and I get released. But uh, that in itself is a giant, big, whatever, whatever synonym you want to use for it. It's it's a huge reason as to why a lot of people fear getting help, right? Because after what I went through with that, it was like Jesus Christ. There ain't no way I'm doing that again, no matter how much help I need or anything. Cause it's, it's scarring, man. Like no one, no one wants to go through that. And so pretty, so pretty much the whole process is fucked up and it only makes it worse. Yeah, definitely. And the studies show that uh, getting admitted to a psych ward doesn't help the patient at all. And it's further validated. And then even after all the stuff I went through, Coop went through his own stuff and I, I was literally verbatim telling him what he needs to say to providers so they don't they don't fuck with him the same way that he fucked with me because I told him everything that happened before. I think mental health providers and behavioral health technicians as in Corman, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard this before that they have the highest suicide rate. Um, one of the the behavioral health techs where I was getting seen killed himself while I was actively getting seen. Seriously? <laughs> so, yeah. Obviously, that's not funny, but in the military, laugh at dark humor like that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know it's one of the toughest jobs, but that's also one of the key parts of it is if you're in that position not to treat other people like shit. They they need that that person to be there to help them not treat them like shit, like you were saying. Yeah, in the fishbowl not helping you when you're trying to ask for them to tell you something or whatever it may be. Yeah, just you feel know? fucking normal. That's all I wanted. To feel like I was not justified in what I did because it's not justified, but just to feel fucking normal. Like I felt like I was literally out here as a schizo patient, like like what the fuck's wrong with me? Well, I had the person in the corner rocking back and forth, talking to himself, hitting himself in the head. I'm like, am I the same as this fucking guy? It's like... It looks like the, the fucking movie 12 Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, am I, am I really this fucking bad? When you're, when you're looking around, you're saying, that motherfucker's crazy. You probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. So, you could recognize crazy. Yeah, fucking, uh, I know enough crazy throughout my dating life that uh, I know I'm not that. I'm definitely the most sane person. But All anything, right, so we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it on that. <laughs> All right. To go on a more more positive note, uh, we're just going to take one little stop right here. We're both going to go get some Google beers from today's sponsor, which we are definitely not paid by, but <laughs> I 100% support that would be a sponsor beer brewery uh, that makes wonderful Shinerbach in Shiner, Texas. Grab yourself. In a can. Yeah. In a can. <laughs> grab yourself some good cold Shinerbach today. Enjoy this box. Oh, box. So a little bit of turmoil and sadness i guess i didn't realize how long this podcast went right it's pretty much the entire podcast episode uh 
so all the stuff that we said that we were gonna cover that being Sergeant Major's daughter and uh, other stupid shit that we we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about in the next episode. Uh, I feel like depression, anxiety, and suicide awareness for most importantly people that are still in and then also people that are out uh, got covered and it it deserves a episode and it's on right definitely, so definitely. so anything else you want to add uh no i got nothing else to add um for our viewers out there if you would like to email us um put in your input uh what you would like to hear back from us right some feedback um if you want to share your experiences or you know request to be on the show more than welcome to uh we will reach back to anybody that emails so uh yeah just shoot us an email and anything any ideas you want to express go ahead and do that yeah definitely and uh as always you can find us on our uh, different social media platforms that being facebook instagram uh our email and then we're also on spotify anchor and then a few remote sites that are going to be in the link description you want to click on them more than likely if you're on spotify you're not going to know what the other ones are so just do us a favor and just watch spotify one or maybe even the youtube one because we're also on youtube uh the link is or the channel name is our name so no problem with that doc's gonna give it to you (laughs) all right uh i know i myself i'm gonna end it here uh my name is hm3 fmf schmuckatelli as always um, HM3 Service Warfare Cooper. Y'all have a good night. All right. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.